0: The Eddie B-Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Basechet Begila has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shiud for the of both sets of parents, and of course their dear children. Hashem and V'hayim. And that Hashem, they should have continued success. This masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife Leilun Adel Bat Rosa, and Leilun Neshmat Sara Bat Adel. Hashem Today's daf is being studied by Abraham Ben Esther. we begin. today's daf Amud Beit, and we start three lines from the bottom. Talmidav Et They asked the students. The students asked Rabbi Azam and What do you attribute your long life to? I never used the synagogue as a shortcut. Uh, you ask a question, what do you mean? You're not allowed to use the synagogue as a shortcut. So the Mefarshim explained over here, the Rajbah asked this question, so he answers that the law is, that if the road was there first, and then they built the synagogue where the road was, so then they're ready to, put out to use it as a shortcut. Because the road preceded the synagogue. So even in such a case, where it was permissible to use the uh, synagogue as a shortcut, still, uh, he, he, he was careful. Or let's say you entered the synagogue not to use the shortcut. So once you're in the synagogue for a, a good purpose, then already you could use it as a shortcut on the way out. Even on that, He was makbeed, not to use the synagogue as a shortcut. Literally, he did not step on the heads of the holy nation. So that she says when the students were in the bet Midrash, they used to sit on the floor. So anybody that would walk between the students would look like he's stepping on their heads. So therefore, out of respect for the Talmudim, he did not walk through them as they were sitting on the floor. The mepharshim over here explain the seftech hakamim. Why they call the students the bet midrash am kadosh, the holy nation. So he says, because when you have students studying in the bet midrash, they're fulfilling the pasuk, the mamlechet kohanim ve'goi kadosh. Those are those the, the priestly nation and the holy people. Those are those are sitting in the bet midrash. So therefore, he says, I never stepped or trampled on the heads of am kadosh when they were in the bet midrash, as kavod of the uh, of the of the students. I never made Berkat Koanim without a Berakha uh, question is over here. Uh, what is this talking? So Rashi says, the Dukhan. When he says, went up to the Dukhan, the Berkat Koanim, the Fisha Koanim, the Shim, the the Shim, the and the question, obviously, is uh, what's the? Of course, uh, that's the deen. You got to make the Barakha when you make the Barakat kwanin. What is the chidush uh, over here? So the rabbah says, that's what he's telling you. He's telling you that that when a kohen makes the Barakat kohen, it gives him long life. Fact, you should know with the Berakha when you make it with Kavanah, it gives you a long life. He didn't say and do anything extra. You say by the fact that I'm a kohen, I'm I have that advantage. I always can make berachat kohen, even that itself gives me a uh, chance to have long life. Uh, Me'idi learns that he was careful every time he made Berkat Kohanim during the day which means if he made it more than once he was still careful to make the Berakhah every time uh, then the Me'idi says a novel interpretation you know the Kohanim have a special Berakhah after Birkat Kohanim is over they say spe- a special uh, Yid and uh, that's uh, that the, the beracha should be accepted, and etc. So he was careful to say this additional beracha, and he would add extra tefilin after the Berkat koanim and the iratzon. So that's why uh, that's the Berkat koanim not the baruchat Hashem, but the iratzon that said after Berkat koanim he um, would maarich to show uh, you know uh, love to the uh, to the nation that he blessed. <coughs> Bottom line of the Gemara: Shaluta b'Davet Rav Pereda, students of Rav Pereda. B'mayirachdayamim, what do you attribute a long life to? Amar lahim miyamai lo k'demani Adam lebet medrash. Nobody ever beat me to the bet medrash. He was always the first one to the bet medrash. Velo berachti l'fnekohen, so I never made a. She learned this referring to Zimun. That when there was a Kohen over there, I never said the uh, Zimun. Uh, She means, I let the Kohen do it. You have to give the Kavod to the Kohen. I never ate from an animal that its uh, gifts were not given to the Kohen is The Kohen gets the zirowa, right? The uh, the the arm, the lehayayim, right? And the uh, cheeks, the keva. Keva is like the stomach. Those are the parts that go to the Kohen. So I never ate from an animal before they gave the matanot uh, to the Kohen. The Amar Yitzhak, Amara Yitzhak, Amara Yitzhak holds, it's Asur to eat from an animal before they give thee Matanot It's like eating tebel It's like you're eating for example Wheat Before you gave to and masot. So when you eat from an animal That they didn't give the matanoteh It's like eating table. But the al doesn't follow Rabbi Yitzchak So that's why Rav Peredah was mahmir Even the al doesn't follow Rabbi Yitzchak Still I was careful Now what's the reason why the al doesn't follow Rabbi Yitzchak so the Torah explains like this, because in in let's say wheat, in wheat, you can't eat it before they get the tiramot al because any part of that wheat could be the tiramot al-ma'asot. Therefore you're eating tevil. Mashekin in an animal, if I'm eating a, another piece of meat, what's I got to do with the l'hayahim and the zerawah and the kebab? That's already separate. And therefore, even though you didn't give it yet, it doesn't make the rest of the animal tevil. it's not mi'urav. It's designated pieces, and therefore it doesn't turn the whole animal into tever. and therefore, even though it was mutar, from the animal, it was Mahmira. for that he attributes his long life. Comes the Gemara continues, So I never made Birkatamazon, mazon. That's the rashi. We'll a second. Says I never made Birkatamazon, Zibun, for kohen. So the Gemara says lebeberad ma'al well. yutai. Why well, is that something that's uh, a praiseworthy? praiseworthy? Ammar of Yohanan called Tamir Acham shem bevarich lefanav afilu kohen gadol ama'aris, which means if a Tamil Acham allows a kohen gadol amaris Amar to make to make the berachah from him, he gives kavod to the kohen, even if he's a kohen gadol, but he's amaris, and the Tamil Acham says a You take the zimun or told the Hakam hayav the Tami Nacham was Hayav Mita. You're not supposed to give it to the Kohen Gadol Amaris. Why? Should I Emar? Kol Misanei, E Abu All the enemies. Abu Mavet. They love death because that's where they end up in uh, Geinam. But the Gemara says, Don't read the pasuk by enemies. Ela Masni Ai. Those that cause me to be hated. Which means, when the Tami Nacham gives Kavod to a Kohen Gadol Amaris, what do the people say? Well, the, 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 see, Torah is worthless. This Kohen is a he's nothing, he's an ignorant person. And uh, he goes before a, a, a Torah, so the people start to, to, to treat Torah as something, uh, something uh, low. They don't give it the proper uh, respect. So you're causing the Torah to be disparaged. So the person is called Masni'ai. You're causing me to be hated. So then the question is, what is the, what is the big uh, thing that uh, Preda saying? I always gave the Kohen to make the Zimun. Wait a minute, you're Tamil Hakam. What are you giving the, uh, what are you giving? You're not allowed to give it out. Adrabah. So look at, that, look at that She in the third line. Masni Masni'ai, Shigurmim, the Bne Adam, the It caused people to hate the Torah. Shadu'id, Tamil Hakam, Shafil, the Bne Amaris. When they see the Tamil uh, Hakam humbled. Low in front of an Amar Aris, Omer, in the Hatruach, in Torah. Yeah, the Torah worth? Even the is better than him. This is Davka by a Kohen, by the way. By Israel, it's not a problem. Because by the Kohen, they're going to say, Oh, look, the Keunah is so great, uh, that they're giving him Kavod over, uh, uh, even though his Amadis over over uh, Tamil Chaka. That's where they're going to make that uh, distinction. So the Gemara says, "Ela." I'm going to say, Elam is like, Kika Amar, Iu beshavin. That's what we are talking about over here? where they were equal? We're not talking about where there was a uh, uh, he was amaris. The queen was also let's say Tamil hakam, mm-hmm. and a That's also hakam. So therefore bishavin, he would even though let's say technically uh, he's able to to make the uh, berakha, but he gave it over to the uh, queen. because so, uh, since the queen's a Tamil you don't have the problem of. Masni'ai, but even so, he would have been able to take it. Still he gave it over to the uh, Kohen. Don't so where they were equal. So, there's different interpretations of actually action. Uh, three perushim over here, how to explain, Ki kamar ihu Shavim. So first you have Rebbe Uttam. He says, over We're not talking about where they were exactly equal. If they're exactly equal, of course the Kohen goes first. With if they equal exactly, then there's no sheila. So he says, because he says the Kedrashot, kedusha." So he says, It's But Rav Peredah was a little bigger, but there's no problem of Masni'ai, because bottom line, the Kohen was a Tamil Agam, and still Rav Peredah would give it to the uh, Kohen. Ve'em because, uh, what can we say? And even though the kohanim were subservient to him, I mean, they would give it to him. He gave it to them. That's what it's it. So, he <laughs> brings another explanation, he says like this. Very interesting. <laughs> All this Takara that we said, that the kohen not that the goes first, and that at that's in which means we have a rule that says if all the kwanim Kafuf are subservient to the Tamir hakam, then already Tamir hakam goes first. That's a law, just like we saw in the previous Gemara. But uh, that's only saying davka tovim when there's many people in the bet knesset so when there's a lot of people in the Bet Knesset, then already uh, the Tamei HaKham uh, goes uh, uh, up to the Torah. If the Quranim are Kafuf, he can get the uh, the, 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 the the first aliyah. However. He says like this: When you have a lot of people in the shul in the synagogue, that's somebody have a lot of uh, jealousy. V'yavodut afani Everybody's gonna stop fighting. He's going to go first. I want to go first. The yisrael Oh, which means like this. On Shabbat, there's no discussion. The Kohen goes first. Well, there's a lot of people on Shabbat in the Shul. If you start inviting other people, Tamir first, the guys will come along and say, Hey, well, he goes first. I want to go first. Let's open, open, uh, the So on Shabbat, there's no discussion. Everybody has to be kafu, if you give it to the Kohen, first. However... Uh on Mondays and Thursdays, There's not so many people in the synagogue. Oh, that's on Mondays and Thursdays, we really he was allowed to take the Aliyah first because they didn't make that take it off on Mondays and Thursdays. Still, Rab he was uh, Macbeth, give it to the Kohen. It's on Shabbat, there's no discussion. So, but they got to give it to the Kohen, because uh, it's going to fights. That's what it means. Kohen reads first regardless. Mondays and Thursdays, where technically the Gadol can go up before the Kohen, because if they're kafuf to him, if they're subservient to him, still, Rab Mondays and Thursdays, gave the Aliyah to the Kohen. The third uh, opinion is that nah, nah, it talking makes sense to say talking because of the language of the Gemara. V'lo Berachti is meaning uh, Berakta You read the same Torah. So therefore, those agrees that she is more miduyag, that it's talking about the nyan of Zimun. She'en the are of the kid that you giving the Kohen, Ela kashem shavim when they're equal. Avad mi Yisrael gadol bechomma ma Kohain of the kid There's no obligation to give it to the Kohain. The Afa pika tov like the most chassan since they were close and the Kohain wasn't sort of tamil chacham and you know not as great. A Peredah was uh, acquiesced and gave it to him. So that's the uh, understanding. Tuzafot over on the bottom has a question the bottom of He says, "You tell me these are the reasons why that Peredah lived a long life." the Adraba Hayab the tells a story in Ayurubim that a Peredah used to have a student that used to teach the student four hundred times. The student was slow to understand. He repeated four hundred times. So Borei well, Olam came to him. And said, "You want to live uh, 400 uh, years, or you want to live a long life, or do you want that all your generation should go to Olam baba This is the options that, that he gave him. So he said, "Give my whole my generation to Olam Baba. He was selfless so he says, because he asked for that. Let will give you both. So therefore, so that so it seems that his long life was because of uh, because of that. <speaking language> In the beginning, he didn't know that. He didn't know that he got uh, both. In the beginning, he saw he his long life, he thought because of these things. Damn, when he lived 400 years, he said, ah, must be it was because of, uh, they gave me both. So therefore, at this point, he was not yet uh, understanding yet that his longevity was because of uh, the, uh, the uh, 400 times he gave um, the shi'ul to his student. Okay, so we continue to get Marah further. Sha'alu what do you attribute your long life to? I never uh, gloated or took honor at the shame of my friend. Okay? We'll see. That, that seems that, that's What do mean? That's something extra. We'll see. I never went to sleep cursing my friend. We'll see what that means? And I was a veteran with my money. I was liberal when it came to my money. I, mean, I let people. I was generous. It was actually? I gave for my own money. So the Gemara explains each one. Learn it. Kabatim bekaln haveri kia d'rabuna. At the story of Rabuna, d'arei bara achad fei. He was holding. He was walking the street once with a, uh, a hoe on his uh, shoulder. Atad of hanab and hanilai. So, of hanab and came. V'ka d'arei mine. He took it from him. Hashavama, you shouldn't hold it. I'll, I'll, I'll carry it for you. Amar leshu Rabuna says, "I'le the darit be matig that if if you normally carry a hoe." In your town, on your shoulder, I mean, if that's you do this, then I have no problem. But if you don't normally carry such an item, for me to get kavod, while you having to demean yourself, I'm not interested. So that's what it means over here, that he didn't, uh, which means, maybe, maybe this rabbi of Hanila didn't normally carry such a thing where he came from, it was beneath his dignity. But he wanted a rabbi. The rabbi said, no sir, I'm not going to receive kavod, while you having to, to lower yourself uh, in front of the, uh, you know, in front. if you do, normally do it, I accept it. What does that mean? I never went to sleep with the curse of my friend. Before he used to go to sleep, uh, the rabbi, Amari would say, I forgive anybody that pained me. So therefore I never went to sleep show him angry at uh, my friends. He forgave everybody. I forgave anybody. That was beside me. I never went to sleep with an open account with somebody that uh, hurt me. And I was liberal when it came to my money. We have a statement. Iyov was liberal when it came to his money. Meaning, He would leave a peruta. Which means he would, uh, to the Hanbari, to the person that was selling the food, he would leave the whole Peruta. Which means if he bought something for half for Peruta, simply it means he would leave the whole Peruta. He'd keep the change. He was uh, liberal. He did not, not, uh, you know, make peat on small amounts of money. So now we'll explain all these things. The Ma'ar Shah over here says, what does it mean, me'olam, Lord Kabati Bekalon? He did not take Kavod uh, at his friend's expense. So he says, well, of course, that's a suit. You're going to take a cabot from your friend's expense? This is uh, forbidden, what the Rabbi saying. So he learns like this, even when it was permissible. For example, let's say his friend was selling something, right? And the friend was forced, because he needed money, to sell something cheap. He's selling his house for cheap. So the Rabbi bought it. Still he would not rejoice in the sale. Because that would be being happy at his friend's uh, expense. Because you're happy that he was able to see, you got a bargain. Because he had to sell uh, cheap, so that's what it means. Even when it was permissible, I'm not, I'm not embarrassing anybody, but his inner feelings, he could not rejoice uh, at his friend's downfall, his friend's uh, uh, kalon. That's the way Maharsha explains. Now, vino al he says like this: that why did he wait until kiriat shemalamita? So one of the Mefarshim explained over here, so, he would wait till the end of the day for the guy to come and ask for forgiveness. So he would wait till the night. Why don't you just forgive him on the spot? No, you have to wait for the guy really to give him a chance to make teshubah. So, and if he did, then he would come and, and do it in Kiryat Shema. So the Mefarshim would say, Why do you do it in Kiryat Shema? Because according to the Mefarshim, what do we do in Kiryat Shema? We get rid of all the mazikin and all the uh, uh, the uh, angels, the Shadim and all that, that are damaging to us, has the ability to kill them. So therefore with that, all the tsar and all the damages, that's also nezikim, mazikim, that of people, so you forgive them also, as you're getting rid of all the other mazikim, so he would say, you know what, get rid of all those other hazikim uh, that were done to me. Uh, what does it mean? So that she explains in Baba Batra the following, Let's say a person had uh work. La sot. So he would tell the worker, Hatsi piruta nino tenlica. I'm gonna pay you half a piruta. It's little work. He's giving him a little uh piruta. What can you buy for a piruta? Can't buy nothing. So he says, Vinilek etlhandani says, We'll go together to the store, Viniklebi fruta kikaru bitsim. And with a piruta you can buy something. We'll buy, uh, let's say, a piece of bread. I will split the bread. Hmm. She When he came to that, he would just give the work uh, the whole peruta. I'm not going to take the whole peruta and split it and all that. Just take the whole peruta. And uh, no problem. So that's in Jan he was a veteran. Kavz Gaboran says, What do you attribute your long life to? So the, uh, the security The servants of the rabbi They came and they start to hit the Akiva They start hitting him Why are they hitting him? Because they said, what do you mean It you, you, you bothers you with the rabbi's living so long? As if they, they took it as if he's saying well, What are you living so long? What's going on here? Well, what do you attribute your long life to? As if he's saying enough already So say, That's what you're asking the rabbi? So they start to beat him up He so get out of here Salik so he got to climb up the palm tree to to escape their uh, their beatings. So now he's on top of the tree. So he's talking to the rabbi now from the top of the tree. Amar am keves, It says in the passage, So it says, where rabbi It says keves, keves is one. We don't have to say keves ehad? It's a good question. So when Ibn Huynah heard the question, he said, okay, He said, Tamir Haqam, that's a good question. Shevku, leave him alone. So he's what's he heard already? He's asking good she'a So now nah, he's, 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 good, he's good, he knows what he's talking about. He said, leave him alone. So he answered him, Ehad me yuhad, be Ehad Echad of him means me yuhad. The special one, meaning not just any kevesh you bring for the korban or You have to bring the choice one. Now he answers his question I never received gifts from anybody I didn't take gifts I did not stand on Principle. Yeah, if somebody did something to me, he didn't stand on the formality and the principle. And I was a veteran when it came to my money. And he explains like the story of Rabbi Azar. When he used to send him gifts from the house of the president, yeah, he wouldn't take it. When they would invite him, not say to come to one of their events. He wouldn't go, he wouldn't want to take anything from anybody so He would tell them Why, you don't want me to live? He give me all these gifts over here Why, you don't want me to live? Why? The person who hates gifts will live So therefore he says, why, you don't want me to live? That's why you invited me give me all these things? When they would send him a gift from the Bani Rabbi Zira would not accept it. But when they would invite him to a function, Azil, he would go. Well, why would he go? When I go to their party, they're receiving by me coming to the party. Because it was Adam Hashuv. So they were I'm not taking anything. It's they're the ones that are taking, because now they can say, oh, Karabizra came to our uh, function. So therefore, that's not taking anything. I, I am giving the kavod to go to the party. So he allowed himself to go to their functions, but he did not take anything from them. Says, I never stood on my principle. <coughs> Anybody that's ma'avir on midot, he wants to take a, you know revenge on somebody. He wants to do something because he something was done to him, and he stands beside his midot. It doesn't matter his midot get in the way. It's ma'avir. He's uh, forgives. So what do they do? They forgive him in shamayim and all his peshaim. Shne emar Se'avon, avon al pesha le avon. So who does God forgive the sin? The one that is over a Pesha that forgives a person from his sin as well. So now we have to understand this question, this gebarah over here. Few questions. When Rabbi Akiva asked so the, the, the security guy, they started beating him up. By all the other stories, when they asked the rabbi, why what did you, it should be your long life, didn't do anything to them. Also, Rabbi Akiva asked the same question to Rabi go get him. And then he climbs up a tree, and then he asked them a the question. Why did he pick that subject? It's a key What is he asking that did I for? Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave him alone, bring him down. So, the Mephashim explains over here as follows. He says, the Ayun Yaakov, that all these other stories, it was the students that asked their rabbi the question. So, when a student asks the rabbi a question, you know, he's not uh, asking, uh, why are you living so long as if he's uh, had enough with his life? It's a student. However, over here, the B'Aqibah was not the student of Reb Nihon He's an outsider So therefore he says oh, Maybe he's asking this question Because he's fed up with your life So therefore they gave him a uh, They gave him a uh, strong answer And that's why He says like this <laughs> So now he, That's why the Akiva He alludes to this In his, in his question He says like this <laughs> He wanted uh, He knew that Rabbi Akiva he wanted to allude to the rabbi, this did asha, He was telling Rabbi Nihonya, listen, Rabbi, you're the gadol ador, and the law is, normally, that the gadol ador is, normally, who gets punished for the sins of the generation? The gadol. He has to brunt the uh, the sins of the generation. So that's what he was saying. Now you understand my question, why I'm asking you. I don't want I don't want you to die. But he asked him, what did he say? He said, so the Rabbi says, You see? Now you understand what I'm asking? You're also the choice one of the generation, but you'll be very long. Normally the great man of the generation, he takes the sins of the entire generation. So what's, uh, what's going on over here? So he answered, Because I never took gifts. Really, you're right. Really, normally, I was supposed to maybe go first. But because I didn't take any gifts, it just, so that gave me a, uh, a zikud. And that's why he jumped on the um, on the tree, on the palm trees. So why did he jump on the palm tree? So he says, because a palm is a tamar. And he was alluding to him, sadiqa tamar He's saying, you like a palm tree. Sadiqa tamar ifrah. And that's part of his question. Since you're a tzaddik of the generation, how come you're not the past? So all that was... Part of the uh, answer of Rabbi Akiva, that he was not questioning why he lived long, because he didn't want to live any longer. It was just because uh, he wanted to understand uh, the Anyan as we explained it. Come, the Gamaran continues. Gamaran continues. Second line, second wide line. Sha'al Rabbi et Rabbi Ushua bin Kurha. So Rabbi asked Rabbi Ushua bin Kurha. Now, what do you attribute your long life to? Are well, you fed up with my life already? Are you asking such a question? It's Torah. Even your long life has to be attributed to something good that you did. And I'm learning. I want to understand exactly uh, what brings long life. It's Torah. So I never gazed at a person that was a Rasha that's forbidden to look at the image of a person that's an this was a story when Yehoshaphat and Yehoram they made a uh, partnership and uh, to go out to war so the prophet uh, Elisha tells, uh, Yohuram Yehoshaphat Yehoshaphat wanted to see Elishaf strategize during the war. So he went to the meeting. So he tells, uh, he says, I wouldn't come to this meeting over here only for you, Yehoshaphat. so I don't want to look at this other guy, Yehoram." because Yohuram was from Vedavod Azara. So he's saying, I came here, but I would not look at this, uh, this fellow Yehoram." And he says, you think I would even look at you? I'm only coming because of your Shafat wants me to come to the meeting over it. But you I wouldn't even look at. Why? Because he was a Rasha. See, she's not supposed to look at the face of a Rasha. Rabbi Elazar Umair, Kehot. If you look at the face of Rasha, it causes a person's eyes to dim. The blind. Shreya Mar, V'ikizakeen Yitzhak, It's when Yitzhak Amiru became old. V'tekena Ainaf Meleot. His eyes became blind. Mishum, D'istakeel B'aisab Arasha. Because he looked at Aisab rasha. And By looking at Isaab, it, it caused him to go blind. Is that what caused him to go blind? The person should not treat a curse of a simple man light. Don't don't, don't take a curse of a simple man light in your eyes. Avimelech cursed Sarah, and it came true. Which means uh, when uh, Abraham Abinu went down to Avimelech. What happened? He took Sarah, he abducted Sarah. He thought that Sarah was Avraham's sister. Then he realized it was his wife. So as a result, on the way out, he sent Avraham Abinu with a gift. So he said, uh, Kesut is a suit. He sent him a call. He gave him a very fancy garment. He said, I'm paying you this fancy garment, uh, anayim, for the fact that you allowed me to gaze the beauty of your wife. That's a simple interpretation. But the Gebra is saying over here, Don't read it, which means a garment, that Abimele gave him a garment. That this should be to you a covering of the eyes. Which means, he cursed Sarah. She called blind. Because you caused me to be blind, meaning you withheld information from me. You fooled me. You didn't tell me that this was your wife. So therefore, just like you blinded me, so you should also be blind It didn't come true in Sarah, But it came true Yitzhak in, in, in her child So therefore, you see what The reason of Yitzhak's blindness Was not because of He looked at Isa'a It was because of the curse of Avimelech. The Gibbara says It was a combination A combination of looking at Isa'a And uh, that curse Ravah Amar Mehaq Ravah explains from here Looking at the face of the Rashah Is not good Okay, so that was the reason that Rabbi explained to Rabbi Yeshua why he lived uh, long, because he didn't look at the face of a hey, Rasha. Now, at the time of the Pitia, which means Rabbi Yeshua is leaving, uh, right, he's leaving his rabbi. So le Rabbi So he tells him, Rabbi, uh, bless me. What's right? Beracha? Okay? Right, Rabbi asked the Bi Rabbi So the bee now is asking Rabbi Yeshua Yoshua, "Give me beracha." Give me beracha. so he tells him, You should live half my life. Rabbi Yeshua lived a long life, so he's telling the bee, "You should only live half my life." So he says, "Udeichu Not your whole life? What kind of blessing is that? What do you want? Your children to be uh, shepherds? What are they going to Shepherd animals? He's trying to tell them, listen, if you're going to live such a long life, your children are never going to become great. They're never going to be able to inherit your position. So all their lives are going to be hid your thought. So therefore, you live a a, a life, you'll have a long life, but not as long as me, because then your children are never going to be able to become great. You'll be able to pass away, and then your children will take over your position. But if you're going to live a long life, your children are going fill your position. What do, what do you want? Your children to be uh, shepherds uh, their whole life? Now, to understand this Gemara, uh, we have to understand why when Rabbi Esri Yashua So Rabbi Yoshua says, God is there for you? Are you fed up with my life? is fed up with the life of Rabbi How did Rabbi Yashua even suspect them for such a thing? So he explains, like this Ben Yoyada. He says that Rabbi was the Nasi. Rabbi Yosher was the Gadol Ad-Dur. Rabbi bin Kurha was worried about Marit Ayan. When Rabbi is going to come down and ask such a question, he asked in front of people. So he says, "Hey, I mean, so of course Rabbi Yosher didn't suspect Rabbi, but he was worried that maybe the people around, they're thinking, oh, he's asking because he's writing to take over the uh, Gadol Ad-Dur position. So he's saying, you know, what's going on over here? How long are you going to live? So he wanted to take, clarify in front of the people that that's not what his kavanah was." So he spoke it out. God's the waiting for the answer. So when the B comes, it's Torah. I want to learn Torah to see exactly what uh, what's the could had. So he was just trying to for the marit'ayin and of the people. So there's no uh, so there's no uh, there's no question. just writes over here that that which we say is a suit to look at the rasha, that's Davke Staklut with Boninut. was only to gaze. And look long, but uh, look uh, quickly, that's not a uh, that's not an issue. Okay? Now, the Maharsha explains over here that the reason why it's a su- to look at the face of a Rasha is because what the Chachmik Kabbalah say, that on the face of a rasha is ruach tum'ah. Therefore, it's like the Pazuk, when you're looking at the face of the Rasha that tum'ah, by looking, is able to come on a uh, person itself. So that's the issue. Let's continue the Gemara. The parasha says, "Abuha bar Ihi, Uminyamin bar Ihi." The brothers. Had Amar once said, "Titi, they're going to give me reward. De lo bikuti. because I never looked at a kuti. Kuti is a guy. I never looked at him." They're going to give me reward. The law of this shoot their Bad I never made a partnership with a Goy. So the photo over here says, Afilu she'enu Which means, what's the reason? Halakhaz said, you're not allowed to become partners with a Goy, a Kuti. Because you're going to be partners with him. It's going to come a case where there's a question in the business. And the Kuti is going to have to swear. Now who's the Kuti swear on? His zara. So you're going to cause the kuti to swear on avodah zara. We don't want you to swear on his god, which is avodah zara. So they say you can't know, be partners with him. So what is the rabbi saying? They're going to give me reward because I never went partnership with a kuti. You're not allowed to be partnership with a kuti. So Tosfot says even in a case where the partnership was based on a condition, you don't have to swear. So it can never come to swearing on the avodah. And still, it was makpid not to take a uh, such a uh, partnership. So he says, therefore, they're going to give me extra ulama, They're going to give me olamah the Gemara continues She'alut kamlidavet rabbi The student of the Zerah said B'mayi rakta Amar lahem lo beti I was never uh, uh particular let's say in my household See, even though the Gemara says it's permissible for a person to have a little instill a little fear into his household however not excessive fear, like the Qibbar says. But he was careful not to be uh, particular in the, a, in the things in his household. And furthermore, I never walked in front of somebody that was greater than me. Now we learned in Masyidat Yoma that when I is walking in the street, so the students walk on the right of him and the left of him, they have to walk a step back. So what is he saying? I never walked in front of somebody that's greater than me. Of course, you're not allowed. The Hiddush is it's not so easy to do. Because when you're walking, it's possible that maybe you'll take one step in front. Just because uh, that's what happens when you walk. Okay. So he was careful that never even one step did he never take one stride in front of somebody that was great. Out of Kavod, Fari, Tamil Hakam. Continues. I did not think the Torah. In the uh, alleys that were dirty. Now, if you're going to say it's asur, so what's the what's the Haddush The hadush is read the next line. I never walked four amod without thinking the Torah and without wearing tefillin. So then it's already hard because if a person's always thinking the vre Torah and that's his way to always think Torah, it's hard to shut off when you get to a even though it's asur. But he was so careful, you know everywhere else he wouldn't walk without uh, not thinking the Torah. When it came to the of he stopped thinking of the Torah. So even though it's assumed to be married, but when the person is thinking the Torah the whole time, that's already the uh, difficulty. And I never slept in the bed. Midrash. Not a permanent sleep, but not a temporary sleep. Halakha says that a temporary sleep is permissible in the bed. Midrash. He was makbid even... She Velosasti haveri. I was never uh, happy at the downfall of my friend. Now this we have to explain over okay. here. What does I mean? Is not happy with the downfall of his friend? we suspect the rabbi for being happy? So the mepharshim explain over here, Oh like we explained uh, earlier. As we explained earlier, even if let's say his friend had to sell him something, and as a result he got a cheap price, he didn't rejoice in the fact that his friend uh, uh, stumbled, right, had a loss. Even though that wasn't anything bad, but uh, he wouldn't rejoice at his friend's uh, downfall. He says, he wasn't happy with that The loss of his friend So he did not rejoice Comes the Gemara and concludes I did not call my friend <laughs> <And some> say, <laughs> What's the uh, difference? So the Matthias explain over here That With a he is a kinushil genai that's a nickname that they call a person so never, he uh, never did that of course and, ha- and the hadusha, what do you mean? of course you don't call a person a nickname that's genai, what's the hadush? so explanation is even though it's very hard to be careful because if everybody's is calling the guy that name you fall into the trap of calling him that name so I was careful even if it was a genai I didn't fall into that trap and some say hanikato hanikato is when they give a person a family name Used to I mean in the older days, they would give a guy a last name based on what he what he was. Uh, they would call the guy, uh, you know, uh, uh, coppersmith. copper because he was uh, that's what he did. And That's not a genai, but certain names, the person had a certain trade that was a genai. They would call him by that last name. So he was careful not to call hanikato. the family name that was derogatory. He was careful on this as well. Now again, even though it's Isur Gamur, but since Rov Ben Adam Anichshal Baze, so it's very common to fall into the to the trap. Still, Nabiza was saying, he was careful never to fall to the trap of calling uh, somebody a, a name that was a derogatory. A nickname or a family name. Hanikato is a nickname and Hanikato is a family surname that is derogatory. Now, we should conclude this Gevara by saying that all these rabbis were questioned really the same question. yamin? And every rabbi gave a different uh, humra, that they were careful on, that they were makpid on, that they attributed their long life to. So the question that is, what then brings the long life? It seems everything, any humra brings a long life, but bottom line, everybody gave really a, uh, a, different, a different answer. But there is one common thread and common denominator in all the answers which probably really is the source of the long life. If you look at all the answers the rabbis that answered always prefaced the Humra by saying Miyamai which means my whole life. Which means it seems it wasn't necessarily what they did, but it was the consistency in what they did it in. Which means he didn't say it once I uh so, Miyamai which means this was his uh derech. And it seems once a person does something Consistent—that's that, that's the common denominator. Whatever you're going to do, but you stick to it. Normally in life, what happens to people? You get excited, you fall in, and you fall out. It was a good thing for two months, and then they pass. And say, like when a person does something, whatever it may be, but that's his routine. And that because we could say miami anything you could say miami that already gives you a long life, because very few people are able to endure the long, uh, the long line, and that's the midaqa since you did something with longevity, you did something with consistent machine for a long time, so midah, midah you kept it for a long time, so therefore, whatever it is you kept, you kept it for a long time, you also will get long time, and we continue <coughs> at the Mishnah, ve'od the amara said furthermore. Bet Knesset Shecharev Bet Knesset that was destroyed and Maspidin Betucho we are not allowed to eulogize in the Bet Knesset The En Mavshilin Betucho Havalin Mavshilin Havalin is like twisting ropes Bet Knesset is a very uh, large area, open area so that would be a good thing to do. You could, you know, stretch out the ropes from one end to the other and uh, twist them. So, that she says, <coughs> However, it is uh, asur. No, are you allowed to uh, set up in the uh, Bet Kereset traps. Which means in order to catch, let's say, uh, Different types of animals. Ve'en al perot. Not only does the Bet Knesset retain kidusha, even though it's uh, not being used, and it's uh, in a destroyed state, even the roof of the Bet Knesset cannot be used. It's Kodesh. And if we are not allowed to uh, put fruits, let's say, on top of the roof, let's say, in order to dry them out. So the Mishnah says, Ve'en osin otor kapandraya. No are you allowed to use the Knesset as a shortcut. Pasuk et it says, the Navi I will cause your shechem, your synagogues to become desolate. But it's called a Mikdash, even though it's desolate. Kedushatan av Keshehin shomimin The kedushah is even when they are desolate. Alu bo asabim, let's say grass started to grow by the synagogue. You're not allowed to pull them out. In order to keep the uh, sorrow of the people uh, awakened, so you let the grass grow. that she says, When the people look at it, they'll be filled with sorrow. They'll remember the glory days when the synagogue was built. I remember how they used to gather over there. Hamim Kadmuto. So they'll pray that it should go back to uh, its original uh, original way, the way it was. It should be restored. So that'll cause them to you know feel bad and want to do something about it. Uh, just one tosafot over here. Ve'od Yehuda Now the ve'od implies that Rabbi Uda is saying something else similar to what he just said. Now in the last Mishnah, we had a statement of Rabbi Yudah that said, you can use a Bet keneset for anything. Which means once a Bet Knesset is sold, the buyer can use the Bet keneset for even a Bet Kiseh, Bet Amenhas, it's Bet Amaim, etc. So the question is, that was a kula. Now you're coming and telling me a Humrah. The odd Amar another stringency. I mean, the, 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 he didn't say the stringency before. The, the last Halacha he said was a leniency. So those for answers that no. In the last Taraqah he said also there was a stringency, in the sense that he said when you sell a synagogue you must sell it with Shem Hased. You have to sell it with that stipulation, whereas the Rabbi said you can sell a synagogue without any stipulation, just sell it. He said the be that you must sell it to afka. Hashem Hasir for sake of a courtyard. That's Humrah. The other marav be Another humrah, Rabbi yudah said that a synagogue that's not being used cannot be uh, uh, used for the following uh, items. So therefore, there's two humrah of Rabbi yudah in a row. Comes says and One is not allowed to act lightheaded in the Bete Knesset. Now the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to explain to me what a lightheadedness means. And We may not eat in the synagogue, nor we may drink in the synagogue. So Tosvot says, what do you mean we don't have Pesachim? When they used to have guests, the guests used to have their lodging in the synagogue. They used to eat in the synagogue. They made kiddush in the synagogue, and they ate in the synagogue. So Tosvot says, there was a room off to the side of the Bet Knesset, but not in the Bet Knesset proper. In any event, Gemara uh, says, "One well, can I eat nor drink? The <speaking in language> En means you're not allowed to adorn yourself in the Bet Knesset. Like uh, get dressed or you know comb your hair and things like that. The En Metayelin Nor are you allowed to stroll in the Bet Knesset. You know, just take a tour and walk around the Bet Knesset. The <speaking in language> En On a sunny day. You're not allowed to go into the synagogue to protect yourself from the sun. Nor are you allowed to just go into the synagogue on a rainy day to protect yourself from the rains. An individual that passes away, so you're not allowed to go and make eulogies in the synagogue. You're allowed to read in them, learn in them. That we'll be learning Mishnayot. And you're allowed to make a eulogy of a Tamil Chacham. That let's say passed away. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come to this funeral. That's called the special Shil Rabbim. Where the masses are going to attend so you can make it in the synagogue. Why? Because the synagogue is worthy of such a thing. Because it's considered a Bayt Gadol. It's a big uh, big place. Amar of When is this talking about... All these laws be yeshuvahan when the synagogue is being used, when it's settled. However, when it's not being used anymore, where it's desolate, you leave them. In that case, you have to let the grass grow. Why? In order to cause sorrow so that people will be motivated to rebuild the synagogue. So the Gibra asks which means, who's talking about anything about grass? which means, Tarek Kama didn't mention anything about grass so the Abu Dhabi comes along and says what is this said be Yeshuvan? but be you have to let the grass grow did we say anything about the grass in the first opinion? so he just threw in a subject that wasn't discussed in the first Shittah what is this said when well, it's the Afka be yeshuban. but in Chorbanah, you have to let the, the grass grow uh, grass was not discussed in the first statement, the governor was asking, so that doesn't make the, the flow of the statement doesn't go So the says you're right Hasulem mehsera Ba'chikata But missing some uh, words And this is the way it's supposed to read it mechabedin otan Mechabedin otan means you uh, sweep the synagogue You constantly sweep it marbitzin otan Marbitsin is you uh, sprinkle water on the uh, floor In order to keep the dust settled You don't want the dust to, to rise so they would, they would sprinkle water to keep the dust uh, down on the floor That's in the synagogues that are being used And you also you're concerned, you don't want grass to start growing So you can see clean the floor in order that no uh, grass will grow That's only in the synagogue that's being used uh, Desolate synagogue, that's not being used anymore You let the grass grow Alu b'hem If it started to grow, lo yitlosh me agmat ragmat nefesh. But I continue. Abad beaseh. But take an Babel. The synagogues that were built in Babel outside of Eretz Israel altenai hem asuim. They were built on condition in order you can use them not only for. Her, Kedushah, you can use them for other purposes But that doesn't mean you can use Have Kedush light-headedness Which means the Tanai doesn't allow for Kedush Again, Tosfot points out That's what we about when it is settled, when it's being used However, uh, the Tosfot says Shari B'cholhani In Bet Keresna Babel they built it on Tanai, only when they're using it, qadutosh as-sur, but after it's not being used anymore, then already eating and sleeping would be uh, permissible. So comes the Gemara and says, Umayniu and what is this they allowed? What, what, what did the condition then allow them to do? Hajmonot. the person wants to do some accounting. He has some calculations. He wants to do his bills. Things like that. And the since they built it on Tanai, they allowed you to do your Hajmonot, uh, your accounting in the Be'et Knesset. Because that's not already uh, so much Kalutrosh, so they allowed that uh, as well. Right? That's not such a... Uh, so, so therefore, in a regular synagogue, they don't build it out Tenai. That's considered Kalutrosh. Even though mathematics and calculations are not really lightheadedness, but it's, it's lightheadedness enough that without this condition, is going to be Asur so the fact that they built it out of Tenai allows you to do items like hashbonot that are not so kalorosh. but eating and drinking all that other stuff would still be Asur in uh, in these type of synagogues any synagogue, they didn't make a Tenai and the uh, guy does calculations, mail, his billing, his accounting in the bet Malini bo etamid. That's and that synagogue, they will take a dead body and let it stay overnight. So the Gemara says Malini, which means I mean, if, if I do hashgurah, that means I have to take a body and put it in the synagogue and let it stay overnight. Malini, so got to do it. So the Gemara says no, lo sagi de which means it's not enough uh, without this. You can tell me I have to do this. Ela le which means if a person mizalzel the synagogue with hajbonot in the end there's going to come a mit mitzvah and it's going to have to stay overnight in the synagogue which is the synagogue once so God's going to cause the synagogue to be again mizalzel but in a, in a serious way a mit is going to die and now you're going to have a person going to die and you have to leave it in the synagogue overnight which is a uh, uh, zilzul, the Bet Knesset, like we say, you don't know, put Metim in the Bet Knesset. Ve'en neuntim ba'eim, you don't adorn yourself in the Amarava, Knesset, Amar Ava. Ve'achamim ve'talmide'eim, the Ve'achamim, and the students, they will not adorn uh, themselves in the Bet Knesset. Why? Amar of Yosem and Nevi, My Be'er Why they call the uh, Midrash, they call it Be'er Abbanan because okay. it's the house of the Rabbanan. that's the house the synagogue with the bit Midrash is considered the house of the Achimim. so whatever you do in your house so you can do as well in the uh, in the synagogue now she says right, it's the house for practical purposes you cannot go into the synagogue to protect yourself from the sun, what to protect yourself from the rains? Right for shelter. <laughs> they were standing, and they were asking questions in halacha. Tava mitra. So a current or a stream of rain came. Right, so now it started to rain. Aile the So they ran, they went into the synagogue. Amre, they said, Had the The fact that we're running into the shul, going into the shul, so It's not Stop us wanna put ourselves from the rains. Learning when you're studying the Alakha, it needs a clarity like a day where the northerly wind is blowing when the northerly wind is blowing, it's it's a beautiful, peaceful, calm day. So then we're saying, we only went into the synagogue, because we're talking to the Vedat Torah, we can't concentrate outside, because all the rain is making uh, commotion. So we didn't go in to protect ourselves from the rain, per se. We're going inside to continue learning. You can't learn unless you have peace of mind, like a a day where the northerly wind is blowing. So therefore they went inside. What do you see from there? They are allowed to go in just to protect yourself from the rain. Meaning, if they weren't learning, they would not have gone into the... Uh, synagogue The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. person has to call somebody From the synagogue Wants to walk in the synagogue Has to call them to come out So therefore what do you do Which means You're not allowed to enter the synagogue Unless you have a, tzorek, unless you have a purpose mm-hmm. So now what do you mean I just walk in and call somebody then, Is that a purpose? Mm-hmm. So if he's a rabbi Or a student Le ma hilcheta. When he walks to the synagogue, let him just say halakha, so halacha. Says consider learning, and then he'll call the uh, guy. The <speaking> i tanahu. Now, if he's able to learn mishnayot, let him read le ma matitin. Let him read a mishnah. Otherwise, say a halacha. Otherwise, read a mishnah. The i karahu. If he only knows pesukim, okay. so lema ma pesukah. The i lo. If he can't even do that, le ma le li Em ma li pesukah. He sees a child in the synagogue, the custom in the olden days was, they would test the children, they would say, hey little son, tell me a pasuk you learnt in the the school today. So the kid will say a pasuk, he'll hear it, so that's considered like he learned the Torah. Or, just let him stay a little and then get up. Just don't make it that the only purpose you went in is to call the guy and then you leave, you'll go out. Let him stay in the synagogue a little, that's also a mitzvah. So therefore, at least you uh, did not. You're allowed to make public eulogies. Which is where there's going to be a lot of people, then we open the synagogue up, or the synagogue may be opened up for eulogies. However, otherwise, that must be. That's not that's considered a zizul for the mitzvah. What's considered a hezbed of the rabbin? Mahver Rav Chesda, so Rav pointed, Kegon Hespeda de Kaei B'Rav Sheshat. Like a Hesped, that would be in the house of Rav Sheshat. If somebody from the family of Rav Sheshat would pass away, you could make it in the synagogue. Love the Havka Rav Sheshat. But since everybody is going to come for Rav Sheshat, it is kavod, so therefore you could make it in the synagogue. Mahver Rav Sheshat, so Rav Sheshat pointed back, Kegon Hespeda de Kaei B'Rav he said, similarly like a that would happen in the house of Raphazda. Not mean, only him. <laughs> yeah, maybe anybody in the house of Raphazda passes away. They're going to come for the kavod of Raphazda. So then we have to have it in a big place. Uh, a family member passes away. They're all going to come to the kavod. So therefore, oh. you're able to make it in the Bet Knesset as well. Rashi says, mm. From the house of Rafram made a eulogy for his daughter-in-law in the Beit Knesset <laughs> which means they're going to come a big crowd for my honor for his daughter-in-law and for the honor of the deceased so therefore between the, the, you know, all those uh, people that are showing up so he allowed himself to do it in the uh, Beit HaKnesset Rabzera <laughs> rabbanan Ratzairah allowed himself to make a eulogy for a certain rabbi in the bet Knesset. Amar, imishum yekara didi, imishum yekara... What's that word? Yekara demita. Okay, which means between the kavod that they're going to give me, seems I was a student... And the kavod is going to give the uh, deceased, so going to be a lot of people. So therefore, a lot it also to be in the bed. The kavod atu Everybody's going to show up. Kavod kaddish was the shetakish sefdei laut surbam er bannan. The shchiach berad israel. The shetakish who was from eris israel. He eulogized a certain rabbi that was prevalent in eris israel. The avu bechav dalut shurata. He taught halacha. Uh, for twenty-four rows of students, so it was very, 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 very big. I mean, our Rav seems as she says, "Shayash Shonei M'shtayot le'Talmidim." He used to teach M'shtayot to the students. Bechavta al Chachat Talmidim. So he was a M'shtayot Rav teacher. Amar he said, "Vay Hasra Arad Yisrael, Gavra Raba. Lo Te'eris Yisrael. It lost a great man. Hahu the Avi Tani Hilkhetah. There was a certain person that learned Mishtayot. Sifra, the Sifri, those are the different Midrashim of Hazal Ve Tosefta, it's like the uh, Bride taught and the tosef taught, He was uh, learning Mishtag, Gemara, Midrash, mm-hmm. Veshekhiv Okay, he died Atu v'amru lehler Rabbul Nachman So they came to Rabbul Nachman So they told him Let's get to right text V'amru lehler Rabbul Nachman Yitzchak They told Rabbul Nachman bar Lispede mor oh, Eulogize him mm. What am I going to say about this guy? This basket That he was filled with books But what? He was lacking As she says It was like a basket filled with books But he doesn't know what he's reading He reads, he reads, he reads, he has no understanding he studied Mishnayot But if you don't study Gemara, You don't understand what the Mishnayot are saying Because many times Rashi he says hey. This guy is always learning Which means many times the Gemara comes and says This uh, statement doesn't make sense Oh you have to add a word It's missing a line Or it's a stida." learn this mishnah is going like that rabbi, this rabbi says, so he knows a lot of information but he has no understanding what he's talking about, what am I going to eulogize him? Uh, a, a, a basket full of uh, books? Right. he's a, he's a bookcase, wow. he doesn't understand anything So said, we don't want to eulogize him, wow. so the gebarat says <laughs> ta'chaze well, the Gemara is not going to say, Rav Nachman was a rabbi from Israel from Bavel. I'm sorry, and Rav Ishtakish was from Israel, wow. Ishtakish eulogized the rabbi he said, "Oh, we violate Israel's chachasra gavra rabba." Whereas Nachman was strong. He said, "Well, we're not going to use the judge." So the gavra says, <laughs> "The chazem mat ben tekiif dar ad Yisrael lahaside <laughs> <laughs> devavir," which means usually the rabbis of Eretz Yisrael were takif. they were very, uh, very strong, very, very powerful. Here, the, the, the great rabbis of Eretz Yisrael were tekiif; were usually very strong. Look how compassionate they were. Ishtakish like giving the eulogy. As opposed to the Rabbis of if they referred to them as Hasideh Baben, which is not one way to tackle, because tough they were. He wouldn't even eulogize uh, this fellow. And she says, Takifei arad Yisrael, Wa'alequb takif ta'arad Yisrael. Ishtakish, da'avim asikhet yoma, da'filu ba'adei rababar barhana lo mishtai. Which the governor says, why was Ishtakish like considered a takif? He wouldn't even talk in public why? Shaqir was very careful who he talked to in public. Oh. Why? Demand the Because anybody that الاشتاكيش talked to in the marketplace, that was if he's giving him an endorsement that the guy is authorized, honest guy. And therefore, yeah, They would get, lend money to this guy without witnesses. You trusted him. So the Shaqir was very taqif. Meaning he, he didn't talk to anybody. Even rabbis, if he didn't feel they wanted a certain madriga, he don't talk. So it's considered and, like, and yeah. still what? Yeah. When it yeah. came to eulogizing, he gave the eulogy. Right? It says in the Gemara end of Sotah that when it came to that Hit, was the epitome of Yirat Hit. So he's considered a hasid. So look at the difference the, 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 the tough ones of Israel, the Shakish, where he gave the eulogy, as opposed to the Hasidim of Babel, where they were uh, very, very strong. Okay. We learned over there, actually it's a mishnah in Pirkei Avod. ishtamesh halaf. Literally, somebody that uses the crown, halaf, will be uh, destroyed. And as she says, avar min haolam, will be taken and removed from the world. Which crown are we talking about? Tari, Somebody that uses the services of somebody that learns, meshtayot. You, you go use a, a, a Tamir hakam to do a job for you. If you ever go, uh, go do this for me over here, and uh, you don't uh, give him compensation. You're using him to do your service. So it's Keter Torah. So you're using uh, Keter Torah to so your own... Somebody that uses the Keter Torah, halaf. That's a uh, Zilzul to Torah. What is he? Uh, you turn to an errand boy? It's Tamir HaKham, he learns. So therefore, we're not paying him. If you pay him, that's another story. It's Panasah. But just to do it, uh you know, gratis. So therefore, it's a problem. And the you know, Gemara explains, Ketashir Torah. Sabah takes out these words. This word, Ketashir Torah, doesn't follow me. Babar Ola, Arba'a. means, let a person uh, use somebody that studied four orders of the Mishnayot. The four orders would be, uh, Seder uh, Zeraim, let's say Moed, and then you have Nashim, and Nizikim okay let's say those are the four orders we'll see if those are the orders some say it's actually um take out Zerayim and put in Kadashim Kadashim is talking about the Kurbanot so use somebody that learns however the are no nishtamish arba'a but somebody that teaches that already, then you can't use them means the, the teacher has the biggest status then the guy that just learns had a Nurha One time was walking on the road Mata Urkema Demaya All of a sudden There was like a, uh, a, stream. a stream of water he couldn't, he couldn't walk through What is he going to do now in the shakish? Atahu Certain fellow came Arkebe He put the shakish on his shoulders Veka So he's serving the shakish so yeah, Karita listen do you, uh, do you read? Amar Karina Of course I read the Torah Tanita you study says eh, Tarina. Mishnah. Yeah, I, I learned the four orders of the Mishnah. Amarle, arba'ature. You have hewed for yourself. You it's like this way of saying you learned because they blew <laughs> They were hewn, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, stone. So you hewn for yourself four orders of Mishnah. And you've studied the taant, Badla, kisha kafek. And you're carrying me on your shoulders? So he held. It's a kid. I'm going to use it. I Gamma. Mean, we learned four orders of the Mishnah. I'm using him to, he's serving me. Shadi bala kisha bimaya. Throw me back in the water. Throw the bala back in the water. Amale ni ali dashmi'inan. Lemur. He says, no, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve the master. He's all okay. right. The was still not happy. Let me teach you something. So at least if you. I teach you something, I'll be like your rabbi. So it's derech eretz for the rabbi to use a student for a for a for a service. So the student would be happy. So the Gemara says, what happened? He says, "Damar bizerah." Is the Chiddush they told him? No, Yisrael, hechmiru al atzman. Sheafinu ro'ot tippat dam kechal yozvot Yozvod alad shavlan ki. What does this mean? We have a law of. Nida from the Torah. lady sees them Nida, so she has to wait seven days. On the seventh day, she makes uh, Bidika, that she stops seeing, and she goes to the mikveh immediately. I mean, at the night, the seventh night. But uh, right away, it's a seven days. No zayinikim. Seven clean days was only said for Zavah gedola, Zavah gedola is a lady that saw Zavut. When day he come in Zavah? In the eleven days between when Nida. Between the Nida, there's an 11-day period, where uh, whatever she sees is considered Ziva. She sees three days, or three times, She's avag, she has to wait Zayin Nikiim, seven clean days, without any uh, emission. So you see over here, the law of Zayin Nikim seven clean days, was not set by Nida. By Nida, if a lady sees on Monday, and she sees on Tuesday, she's on Wednesday, she's seeing all these days. Seven days she goes to Meghveh. Doesn't matter. Even though she's actually seeing, so the nikiim was said by zabut. The reason I came said hadush benot yisrael, yah miru That even if they see blood the size of a mustard seed once, they treat it like zava and they go zay nikiim like the minhag today. That today every lady can keeps zay nikiim. What do you mean? But it? maybe it's uh, maybe it's nidah blood. But the ladies were concerned. Maybe it's a Zavut. Who knows that? Anybody know when they're counting anymore? Is it, between, is it the 11 days? Maybe it's the 11 days. They lost the hashbon. Maybe it's not during the 7. Because uh, if it's during the 11, then already what they're seeing is considered Zavut. So they're concerned that what? That maybe the blood that they saw is during the times of Ziva. That's after the 7 of Anidan, the 11 of uh, Zivut. And therefore we have to be treated like Zabud. So that's the question, but they only saw once. But they saw once. Even in zabud, you have to see at least three times. So to that, as she says, maybe the blood came out, but it just didn't fully come out of the body. All it has to do is exit the rehen. Yeah. Once it exits the womb, that's already considered a seeing, even though it didn't fully come out. So they're concerned that maybe for two days prior, already... Something was emitted from the Rehim, and now that this dam that they saw is the third of the side of the sea, and it's done in the 11 days between the Nida, and therefore they treated it like what? Zaba, gedola. So that's the um, that's the strong Khumra that Benot Yisrael will mahamid on themselves. Let's read that in Nashi now. Param Nashi, Shaykh Miru al-Atsman, the Medoraita, in serichah sheva'a nekiyim Ela haro'e שלושayim netzufim Only sometimes these three consecutive days A lady l'myob She ben nida'a le nida'a You have nida'a, nida'a seven days Then you have eleven days The Eleven days following the seven of nida That's called yeme zivut It's the only time she becomes a not But in the beginning of the nida times Afilu ra'ata kol sheva'a Even if she saw dam nida, seven days straight. right? And then at the night already she, stop, before the seventh night she, stop, finish, it's over. Why? They don't know exactly when they're standing. Could be the dam nida that they see is really considered zavut. Because maybe they're in the eleven days. (laughs) tomar, lo yachmiru Okay, so be mahmir. But only be mahmir if you saw three times. They're being mahmir if they saw dam, the size of a mustard seed, once. So he says no, because sometimes, that she's in another scenario, sometimes dam nida, min Torah, can mandate seven clean days. How could dam nida mandate seven clean days? gives a case, Sorry, Zavah. Yeah, Zavah Let's say she was a Zavah. So she started counting seven clean days. What happened? The Safra Shif'anikin. On the seventh day she saw. Now that seventh day that she saw is really now damnidut. But she still has to wait seven clean days because she didn't fix herself from her Zavut. So it's possible that sometimes a nida blood, can still necessitate Nikim So they were mahamin on themselves Furthermore In another case Where let's say She saw once But what maybe two other times There was also an omission But she didn't know Because it stayed in the Rehaim It didn't come fully out So of course in so those scenarios That can come out That you have to do seven clean days There were mahamin in every situation He down, zayin, So he taught him that halakha oh, no. Why that halakha? That maybe it wasn't so uh, well known comes the and says, and so once they explain? Why does he say Benot Yisrael al Because Benot they're not in so therefore they can be Mahmir al She's the mayor, can I be when it comes to these things in the yeah, sense yeah. Because she's Hayavan and Periyah So therefore this is taking away from the Mizrah of Periyah So it's the is Israel, Davka Berot, Israel, Ablogate, So they were able to take this Qumrah on themselves Because it's, it's limiting the days that they can uh, be, have children al Anybody that studies al in this case means Bishnayot Which is the bottom line, gives you the al is guaranteed that he has al Shnei Amad, Ali Khot, Olam, Lo. Attakre, Ali Khot, Ela, Halakhot. As if the Pasuk says, Halakhot, Olam, Lo. If he studies Halakhot, Olam, Lo. So then already his Olamabah is, the means like this. I saw one's explanation. Why does it say, Kulach Shnei Allah Khot, Muftallah Shuben, Olamabah? It should say, What is the difference between somebody that has ulama or he's is a bin Ulamabah? Okay. So bin ulama means like this. Even before he gets there. In this world, you are already a bin ulama You are a, a a person that qualifies for ulama in this world. Meaning, when a person is living in this world, as somebody that's a Ben Ulama, Abba, so see you have a different life in this world. Which means you have a, a, a more peaceful life, a more a, a serene, it's more tranquil, you have more uh, 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 contentness. And that's why in this world already you're a Ben Ulam Abba. You don't have to wait till yes, the Ulama Abba, that's another deen. But even in this world already you're living as if you're a Ben Ulam Abba. As if already you're a, you're a son, you're a product of the, of the future world. Even though you didn't get to that future world, yeah, that's what means halichot kolam